Hello, welcome back. My name's Tom Rowlands, your host for the day, and you're listening to the Food Facts Podcast. This is where you and me get the top insights and top knowledge from the top experts on topics such as nutrition, health and well-being, and how food affects your body. Let's get straight into it. I'll just have you introduce yourself to the audience, please, Corinne. Okay, so my name is Corinne Carthy. Um, more originally from France, but I'm based in Dublin. Um, I am a nutritional therapist, and I also trained as a fasting coach uh, in France with the School of Naturopathy in Paris. And I run detox retreat through uh, extended fast, and I also coach uh, intermittent fasting online. Okay. And I do all that through my company, which is called The Fast Way to Detox. Yeah, right. Uh, so we'll go straight into the first um, question. So where did your passion for nutrition come from, Karine? So as I said, um, I'm originally from France. So I grew up, um, my pe- both my parents were very good cooks. Um, they introduced us to every food imaginable from organ meats to vegetables that I can't even find nowadays. Um, so I always kind of ate well um, and ate kind of very varied food. And then I met my husband and we had four children, four boys who ate a lot. (laughs) And so uh, I um, had to kind of step in, you know, start cooking and innovating because I couldn't give them the same thing over and over. So I discovered my passion for cooking. And then I, um, I got to a stage in my life around, I'd say, mid-40s where I kind of had a bit of a nervous breakdown and I needed some space. Uh, I was a very busy mom, as you can imagine, with four boys. And so I decided to go and do a retreat, um, just a detox retreat up in the north of Ireland. And I learned a lot. I was able to rest and the food was made for me. And I discovered um, a lot of... um, salads and soups and but really nourishing dishes and I kind of decided then this is what I want to do I want to get I want to learn more about foods and and their benefits yeah so I came back and then I decided to join the the Institute of Nutritional Therapy in Bray in Dublin and um, I did a four-year diploma in nutrition and so that detox retreat, was it the fasting retreat or just? No, it wasn't the fasting retreat. It was just uh, soups and salads and a lot of uh, mindfulness, a lot of um, walking in silence and a lot of kind of coming back to yourself and kind of, you know, thinking about what you were going to be. Well, for me, it was like deciding what I was going to do with my life uh, as a mom, but also as a career wise <coughs> excuse me and it wasn't until the next year that I I had raved about this retreat with my sister that she decided to do something like that so she rang me one day and just said oh I'm going to do a, a fast in France for a week would you join me 
And at the time, I, I hadn't started my nutrition course, and I just thought, you're mad. There's no way we can stay a week without eating. We're going to die. And she said, oh, no, no, no. Those people have been doing this for 20 years, you know, and, and they're full. Like, there's two places left. So I said to her, okay, I'll, I'll come along. <coughs> and to be honest, it was the best experience of my life. I mean, I... I was mad. I was so surprised that A, I wasn't eating all day, and B, I could hike in the mountains for 12, 12K every single day. And I had energy and I had clear mind and I had it was it was unbelievable. So from then then I came back, did the nutrition, and then decided I've got to bring this concept to Ireland. Um, because ever since that's nearly 12 years now, every year I go and do my fast in France, my seven day fast in a, in a retreat center. And so just before COVID in 2018, I went to the school of naturopathy in France and I trained as a coach and a fasting coach, um, with, uh, as I said, with the school of naturopathy and I've started the retreats in 2019 and then COVID hit when it was just starting to pick. I had a full house. I had a waiting list. And um, anyway, COVID hit. And obviously, we weren't allowed to do anything and particularly not to, you know, gather groups. And so um, I started again in just at the end of COVID and I'm back on track. The last retreat in uh, April was full and lots of positive feedbacks and, and people are happy. That's great. Yeah. And now, can you tell me a bit about the effects? I know you've said that it gives you the clear mind and all that. Can you tell me a bit more of kind of like the physical effects and the benefits of fasting, please? So for, first, I need to clarify that I do not do um, therapeutic fast. Therapeutic fast are for people that are sick and they need to be medically supervised. They have to go to special clinics. Um, there are clinics. Um, there's none in Ireland, obviously, because it's only just starting to take off. But there's some in France, in Germany, in Switzerland. Um, like people might have heard of the Bushinger method or the Bushinger clinic in, in Marbella and in uh, Germany. So I, I don't do those. I do wellness um, fasts, which means people have to be in good health okay. as a baseline. baseline. So it's more for detoxification, for giving the body a rest, the digestive system a rest. Um, once you start giving your digestive system a rest, you give a rest to the um, what we call the associated organs. So your pancreas, your liver, your kidneys, everything has a chance to repair, if you want, and also okay. clean. Yeah, yeah. And flush out all toxins and... All the rest. Exactly. So the way we do the prolonged fast is we prepare. So people come to us for a week in the retreat, but they prepare for a week before. So they start cutting out or, you know, cleaning up their diet. They start cutting out all the what we call the uh, stimulants. So coffee, alcohol, uh, if they're smokers, we get them to cut down. And then, you know, progressively the week before, they cut out the, the animal protein, then they cut out the plant protein. So by the time they've, they're coming to us, they pretty already started their detoxification. They're on fruit and vegetables. And then they come into us. And there, 
Um, they get a, an organic juice, uh, freshly juiced every morning, and we use different juices for different. Um, so we might do some, you know, for cleaning the kidneys. We might do some for detoxifying the um, digestive system. Uh, if people have a little bit of uh, blood high blood pressure, we might give them some beetroot juice. So we cater for the people that are there, and I do this with a nurse. So she's there; everybody's minded. She takes the blood pressure, she takes the blood sugar, she takes all the vitals before, during, and after at the end of the fast. Um, and then during the day, they have herbal teas again. Different herbal teas could be dandelion, could be um, cacao husk. It could be you know different things for different areas of the body. And then on the last day, we do a re-eating, um, I do a cooking demo, we have a re-eating meal so they go home with uh, recipes and vegetarian meals. And then they get a guide again for the week after that to how to refeed and reintroduce food slowly because you can't just go um, on a full fast with no preparation at all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, an intermittent fast is completely different. You don't have to prepare because you're still eating every day. But I'm, I'm just wanted to clarify that the prolonged fast, the ones we do anyway, are for wellness. Um, and also, obviously, during the, the retreat, we do all sorts of other things. We go, um, we do nature walks, we do yoga, we have the spa, so people have access to the full spa. Um, we do meditation, we have a nutrition talk every evening so it's a complete package so the, by the time they go home they're educated they're rested they, we have a therapist that come and gives massages so you know it's it's a, a pampering week if you want and um, I'm sure someone said it wasn't it wasn't because you don't get any food but tell me more so they only get a uh, one juice in the morning or is there no food at all or nope so there's no juice uh, sorry there's no food they get a juice in the morning they get herbal teas during the day and then at night they get a, a, a vegetable broth so as i said the idea of the juice is first detoxification of all the organs but it also it's also to bring them uh, vitamins and minerals and then so is the broth at night. So the broth would be a vegetable broth, again, organic, and they get all their minerals there. And then they can get, if they're feeling a little bit unwell during the day, which usually only happens uh, between day two and day three when they stop burning glucose and they start kicking into their fatty tissues and producing ketone bodies, um, they can feel a little bit weak. And we have... Um, you know, we have keto salts, we have um, essential oils, we have uh, all sorts of tricks in the bag if you want to, to you know, make them feel better. But people are well aware that there are signs of detoxification, um, so they're all normal. And as I said, we have the nurse to monitor everything. All right. And then the horrible teas, um, is there a reason why they're horrible or like... Just yeah, because we're trying to detoxify, so we don't want black tea with teen and caffeine, and yeah. and we want plants. We want uh, plants um, that help with supporting the liver, supporting the kidneys. Um, you know, cleansing yeah. the lining of the gut, the you know the the gut lining and things like that. So 
there's you know different choices if they have a headache we have you know different teas for that um so yes they're kind of they're specific for detoxification yeah so the herbal teas as you say if they have a headache would the herbal teas like cure the headache or help the headache with it would help. Uh, what we make sure is um, usually the headache is due to dehydration. So we make sure that they drink a minimum of two liters of water a day uh, on top of the juice, the herbal teas and the water. So they need to be really well hydrated. Not only to flush the toxins, but also to prevent dehydration. So the, so the actual... Drinking of liquids helps flush out toxins. Yes. And how does that work? It, like, well, because you're if you're if you're releasing toxin into into your digestive tract, into your into your bloodstream, into your lymph, uh, it needs to go somewhere. So unless you're detoxing and you're flushing them out, they're going to stay in circulation. Okay, so that. Yeah, that makes sense. So obviously, you. you're going to pee more, um, you know, during your fast if you drink the right amount of water, and that's all normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, can you tell me, do you feel hungry during the fast on these detox? So, um, everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. Everybody responds to the fast differently. Some people. I mean, I had in the last fast, I had people, you know, we did a, a six-day fast and they said they could have easily continued another two or three days. They didn't feel hungry. They didn't feel, they actually felt really well, really sharp. Um, so, again, it, it depends. Um, everybody, as I said, everybody's different. So, yeah. And why would that be? Like, why wouldn't you feel hungry? Because, like, in... But how I think of it, you're not getting food, so you must be hungry. But no, I think we're, a lot of people have forgotten what hunger is. Uh, we now, you know, everything is available. It's in the fridge. It's on your desk. It's in your bag. It's, you know, it's in the shops. You go for petrol, and you know, it's in your face when you go to pay. And people have forgotten to listen to their hunger as opposed to their cravings, and when you're in an environment where everybody is kind of in the same boat, um, you might feel hungry a little bit at the beginning, but once you're, you've kicked into burning your ketone bodies, the body has everything inside it to provide. So hunger is just in the head and, and you know, it's the body can find the nutrients in the body, you know, within itself if you let it. Okay. You know, it's it's going to it's going to have the the you know it's going to make the the glucose that you need for energy, and it's going to break down the fatty tissues and make the ketone bodies you know to to thrive. Um, and obviously, you know, we don't take people that are anorexic or underweight. Or I mean, there's a whole list of contraindication of people that we don't take. Um, but if, you know, most people have plenty to spare for a few days. I mean, if you think about it, a human body, a human person, um, sorry, a person who is, you know, in good health of about 70 kilos can, can physically fast for about 40 days. We, we do six days, so it's nothing. 
And after fast, would you be expected to lose weight or? So some people do, some people don't. It depends. Again, the body is quite smart and intelligent. If you need to lose the weight, you will lose it. If you do it the right way, if you follow the instruction, if you detoxify. People that tend to go on a diet where they reduce their calories, um, when they start eating again, they put it all back on because they haven't detoxified. All they did was cut down on the amount of food that they were eating the way we do it, we detoxify. So, because the body has this um, kind of way where it, it retains fatty tissues to store the toxins. So, if you detox, if you don't detoxify, uh, when you do lose the weight and you break down your fatty tissues, your toxins are released into the circulation. Once you start eating again, the body thinks, "My goodness, you know, I haven't cleared all those toxins. I need to." put them out of arm's way again, and it will store it back into your fatty tissues, which means it will automatically build up more fatty tissues to store those toxins. So when people detoxify, it's easier to lose weight once you've detoxified, much easier than people that are overweight and they reduce their calories, they lose the weight, but they gain it back straight away, pretty much straight away. If And sometimes they gain more after the, the, the diet. That is because they haven't detoxified. Exactly. So if you were to go on a fasting retreat, go on one of your fasting retreats and then start a diet, would you be more successful in losing weight? I believe you would. Um I mean, let's put it that way. I struggled with my weight for after my four pregnancies for, I'd say, 15, 20 years. I was 20 kilos overweight, and mm. I would have tried every diet on the planet between the protein sachets, the cutting down calories, um, you know, trying all the, you know, things that you can find on the internet with no success. I would lose the weight. I would get it back. I would lose. I would get it back. I've been fasting for 12 years now, and I am on a steady same weight after, after losing the 20 kilos, and it hasn't budged in 12 years. And you believe that's down to the fasting? I do believe that it's the fact that um, I try and detoxify as much as I I can. I do at least one fast a year. But in the meantime, I also eat clean food. And I think that's very important as well. Now, I, I, you know, I would have the odd takeaway here and there on family, you know, with the kids or whatever in front of a movie. But generally, I cook every meal myself. I don't buy prepared meals. I don't buy, you know, kind of pre-packed or whatever i read the labels in the shops i make sure i you know i i look at what i buy and what i put in my body it's no point cleaning it if you're going to give it rubbish all like natural whole unprocessed foods yep i try and buy organic as much as i can and okay. you know i as i said i cook everything myself um i've even you know made my own margarine if you want because you know when the boys complain that the the butter doesn't you know the hard butter doesn't spread on their toes yeah. 
<laughs> so um yeah no and i love cooking so you know obviously i understand you know it's for convenience because not everybody has time to spend half an hour an hour in the kitchen every day particularly if they're working outside and they have young kids and everything but as much as i can i try and cook healthy and natural whole food yeah and so back to you you're saying that you do one well you try to do at least one fast and retreat each year like could you do more than that or is like their maximum i some people do more but you know they might be really overweight or whatever i don't need to because um i know my body i, I think once a year it's, it's fine but in the meantime i do intermittent fasting Okay. So the rest of the year I would do a 16-8, so I would fast for 16 hours and have um, two meals within eight hours. Um, and a lot of the time I also do one meal a day. Like at the moment I'm just doing one meal a day. Okay. So, so I'd have a good meal. I'd have, you know, starter, main meal, dessert. I can have my chocolate if I want. I can have my glass of wine if I want. I can, But the rest of the time I fast. So I'll just have... Water, herbal teas, um, I might have coffee with that milk. If I want to stay in ketosis, uh, if I'm not worried about it, then I can put a bit of milk in, in my tea uh, or coffee. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. So you do the fast and retreats, but then after them, or sorry, the detox and retreats, and then after them, you're doing intermittent fasts and all the time. I, I do, yeah. I, I personally do, yes. And uh, what are the benefits to doing that then? Oh. I don't feel hungry first thing in the morning. I don't feel hungry. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe that we're supposed to be eating. I mean, I, I'm, I, when I have, like, I had people um, on the weekend, I had people, I had family over. So I would make an effort and sit down with them. Uh, lunch and dinner so I was doing 16-8 then I was eating uh, lunch and dinner with them but I wasn't eating breakfast because I, I don't feel hungry I don't feel like it uh, if I do have breakfast and I would have I would make sure I don't break it with carbohydrates which is uh, you know in France you'd have your croissants and your baguette and your bread and your jam and your and that's the worst thing to do um, after your night fast because then you're on the roller coaster on the blood sugar roller coaster for the rest of the day and that's when you get your cravings and you want to graze all day um so if i were to have breakfast i'd have i try and have a little bit of protein i'd have fiber lots of fiber um and then i might have uh, fat healthy fat so i might have give you an example i'd have a, a spinach omelet with half an avocado for example um yeah. That pretty much wraps it up for part one. And remember to follow all the social medias that are linked in the bio to get notified when part two goes live. In part two, we'll be talking about the ionization of fruit and vegetables, the blood sugar roller coaster, salt and sugar con consumption, and many more topics. Hope to see you there.